Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Boku Talk Podcast. Um, we are here, you know, it's me, Fifi. We've got my girl Aisha here looking all gorgeous and that. And we've got our special guest today, Miss Twiggy Jalor. Everyone. <laughs> everyone. So obviously, guys, you know, this is quite a vibrant colour that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> she comes to draw herself out, all right? I, I did say I was going to do it because I just feel like, you know, you just got to be honest with the people, them. Do you get me? Like, yeah. So I'm going to give you a little funny story. We bought this and... Um, I woke up, what, 20 minutes ago? Yeah. And, yeah, Aisha messaged me. She was like, hello. And I had to call her and say, what are you talking about? Where I come, Lord, I'm messing <laughs> You see these brows, they're not done. Look at the bags under my fam. I did not beat my face. This is my nightmare. <laughs> you look like this half an hour ago, so don't worry. You don't want to know what I looked like before I was unrecognizable. <laughs> It's horrible, but you're here now, so that's good. So yeah, man. So before we get into it, why don't we just, you know, how's everyone's week been? How's how's your week been? This week was better than the last. It felt better only because it didn't feel as stressful. It didn't feel like I don't know. Every single white person was asking me how I was. You know, like it just. Yeah, it felt (laughs) it felt lighter, but it was still very heavy. Mm. It was still very heavy. Yeah. How was your first week? I just feel like it's been, yeah, it's been really, really heavy this week. Um, I just, I don't know, like, I just feel like everyone's just talking, like, you know, some people, they're speaking sense, some are just talking for the sake of it, you know, in terms of, like, what's going on right now in our current climate. But, um, yeah, like, I think the good thing that's come out of all of this is that, you know, we all have a voice. Not like we didn't before, but everyone's really speaking and it looks like everyone's really trying to do the work. So I think that's where I'm at right now. Like I'm I'm happy it's happening, but I just hope that we're able to keep this momentum and it doesn't die down. I don't want it to die down. I it think that's like, power on it. Momentum might go down naturally, but I don't think it's gonna die down completely. As long as we don't let it die down, yeah, change change will happen. Nah, this time, I think, this time's very different, man. This time's mm-hmm. very different. Because, you know, it is, it's our generation, I'm sorry, but our generation is actually the change, we're the ones that are going to change a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And there may be a few naysayers within that, because, you know, some people just don't want to see it. But I feel like, as a collective, there's a lot going on. Like, I'm not being funny, but the last time things were this amped up, change did come, did it yeah. not? Because in mm-hmm. America, I remember, like, I think the last time it was of this magnitude was in the civil rights movement. Yeah. And... Eventually it came. So, yeah. you know, this is not for nothing. Everything that happens ain't for anything. Do you get it? Like, it happens for a reason. So, not yeah. for nothing. So, not for nothing. So, guys, yeah, man, I'm going to hand it over to Aisha and we're going to get straight into the topics. So, yeah, we have the amazing Twiggy Jalo on our podcast today. She is a beauty and lifestyle writer for British Vogue. So, guys, like, it's a big thing. Like, she's not not a small pekin. Like, this not is, at all. Honestly, like, I, I was telling her literally before we started that I've had my friends suggest her. Like, they're really, really happy that she's on. I'm really happy that she's on. Fee's really Thank happy you. that she's on as well. So... Yeah, before we get into the actual topics, like, Twiggy, just give us some background on you, you know? Me? What's heritage, what that means to you? My name is Twiggy Jalo. Well, my first name is actually Fatima, but everyone calls me Twiggy, so it's just been my name since secondary school. Um, some people still call me Fatima, so yeah. But um, my Sierra Leonean heritage, my mum and dad are both from Sierra Leone. My mum is Mende, my dad is Fula, so I've got a mixture of both of them. Um, what else? My salon heritage, yeah. I'm just a salon babe. What's your favorite um salon food? Literally, I was just <laughs> you about to say that, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's gonna be cream cream. I think it's gonna be cream cream. Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely, feed doesn't like draw draw soup, you know, like the right, slime. Right. I will tell you this, I will tell you this. I have just been, um, what's the word? Twanged. I've just, I've just jumped on this. Anyways, I like Tola now, so I'm slowly getting there. No, okay? I like Tola. I like my mum's Tola, but it's not in the country, so I don't even eat anymore. I like Tola small, small. We're getting there, small, small. I love Tola. But all them dojo suit me, I don't mix Tola. I love it. What with basmati? Oh! This oh, with basmati, fresh with basmati, basmati rice. 
Um, yeah, it's needed. I don't mix power with nonsense. I don't. <laughs> I don't mix babes. I really don't. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, so um, one of the I would say one of the things that I really caught my attention, or a lot of people's attention, is your vlog that you made when you went mm. to Sierra Leone's Sweet Sweet Salon. Yes. So, guys, like, let's talk about our first times in Sierra Leone. What was that? What was it like stepping off that plane? And I want to start with you, Twiggy. So, I, I have been wanting to go to Sierra Leone for the longest time, but my mum's always going, my dad almost goes every single year, and they just never take me. Every single time, it's like, oh, let us all go together as a family. I'm like, the day isn't coming. Like, we need to go. Like, I need to go. People are stopping me, like, oh, we haven't, I'm having conversations with people who are from Sierra Leone. And they're like, oh, my gosh, how, when was the last time you went? I had nothing to say because I'd never been. It, I just felt so ashamed. So I was like, you know what, I'm tired of this. I'm going to go. Um, what's it called? My Basically, my best friend and I just decided to book a ticket and just go together. And it was the first time he was going to Sierra Leone as well. And his family did the exact same thing as well. And they actually grew up here, so it was a little bit more difficult for him. But yeah, we just decided just to, to go. I literally told my mum, well, I, I kind of gave her an inkling that I was going, but I told her properly when I was there. I was like, mum, by the way, I am actually in Sierra Leone. She was like, you, you just pick it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Yes, I'm like that anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I was going to be safe. I contacted my cousin as well. So so I did have family there. Um, I, yeah, I made sure I had all of those arrangements before I went because I didn't know. I've never been to Sierra Leone, so I didn't exactly know, like, the way to go about. But somehow we did it. And it was the best trip I've ever been on in my entire life. We, did, we went for how many days? For about six days. We didn't have enough time. I didn't have enough annual leave. Um, but still had to make make do. We went and it was just, it was just amazing. Me and my family for the first time, my aunties, them just spoiling me a little bit, taking me here mm-hmm. in Acheke, going to the clubs. He was mentioning that a lot. Acheke, Acheke, fried fish, onion. Oh, just mm. eating good plasas on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, just. I don't even know how to describe it. I want to hear about you guys, you guys' experience because then I can just jump in and just, I don't know, just interject and... Do you want to go first for you? Uh, my first experience was awful. <laughs> it was awful! Same, literally, same. I was a kid. I think I was like, what, 14, 13, some of them ages. And, and we went, this was just after the war, honestly. And I remember landing... I don't remember actually landing in Sierra Leone. I remember driving up to my auntie's house where we were staying and all I could see was buildings all ruined and it just it just looked so whatever. Then when I went to sleep, because it was still dark, do you know what I mean? So when sleep woke up, then I promise you I had the biggest culture shock of my life. Like I was like, I wanna go home now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was not happy. And it took me a while. I was there for like two weeks. It took me a while to adjust to little things, small, small now. I'd start going up to the corner shop and buying my like soda and I was becoming small, small an African girl. And then yeah, it was alright. Then um I didn't really to be honest, I didn't really like the house I was staying at first because you know for Simonia, it's like this. Not even to sound like horrible. So for people that are watching it, please don't hate me for this. I'm just, I'm just telling you why. Um, you come from your house here, depending on whatever kind you house of house you live in, and you go to the households out there, and it's a big culture shock for me. Washing outside, um, cold water, <laughs> just yeah. the little things like that. It was, and and me, I'm a picky. I was a picky eater. I still am a bit. So whether they give me rest, I know they eat time. I've always learned it's not everyone's food you eat. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I had a lot of experiences. I'm, I'll never forget the time that one time I was walking to my auntie's shop and I swear to God, I swear to God, I told my mom this and she was just like, yeah. I was walking to the shop here. There were two occasions. One, I got chased by some dog. I don't like dogs. Oh, oh my God. Stop right. telling you about my dog experience. <laughs> I don't like dogs. I'll tell you about mine as well. It was awful. That was bad. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't like dogs. I don't like living animals. My uncle took me here, yeah, and oh, God rest his soul. I love him so much. But he took me to go and see his friend. <laughs> he had to carry me on his back because the chickens were running everywhere. I was screaming. Yeah. But this is the one. He's walking down the road. Me, I don't know that this all man be or nothing. I remember walking, and then I just remember someone slapped my back. I don't know who it was. 
Are we done? Wait, a random person slapped your back. I remember someone just slapped my back. That's it. I'm not even surprised. No, no, no. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But also, I enjoyed the stadium. That was fun. I and then the stadium. There was a lot of things that I remember seeing how they used to treat Tiff Man. The whole street God, I really had a serious shock. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then after like a week, my uncle from my mom's side was like, um, I think it's enough. <laughs> so he took us to his apartment. It was nice, you know. Um, and then that's when I got my hair done and I, I started to like it. Cool. Mm-hmm. When we came back, I said, Mom, never again, peace. <laughs> Cool. Couple of years later, it make we go back again. <laughs> I really hated it for the first few weeks, and then I oh, fell in love. Where did you go to? Listen, what? I was in free time. Uh-huh. I was always in free time. Always stay in Western. Do you get it? But I just think, mm-hmm. I just think certain, like everybody always says, you're not gonna enjoy free time unless you have money in it. Yeah. As I started to Definitely. go more and more, I really fell in love with it. It might be because, you know, I'm growing up, I've got my own money, or my mum's patting certain things or whatever, but I feel like it's because I know what to expect now. Yeah. But the initial shock when you go, especially when you're a kid, is well. heavy. I'm like, it's a heavy well. shock. It is a heavy shock. It is. Yeah. It really is, man. But yeah. I think <laughs> my experience was definitely similar to yours. So the first time I went, I think I was like 14 or 15. Went with my mum, and for me, I I don't know, like I didn't, I didn't connect. I don't know. I just felt like, oh, at the time, I'm just going to my the country where my parents are from. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I, for me, I love like the fresh food. Again, like I love the fresh plasas. I love being outside and my auntie's cooking or my mum is cooking fresh plasas or whatever. But I just, I just couldn't wait to go home. And I think it's because back then. I don't think I was as connected to my my blackness or me being African as much as I am now. Like, that's that's important to me. That's, like, probably number one. But back then, I didn't care. Like, I was a kid. I was just thinking, bro, like, I want to go home. You know what I mean? There's no tea. I didn't have, I, I think at my auntie's house, we were staying in, like, Lungay for a bit before we actually got to um, Freetown. And there wasn't a TV there. I think she was still, like, building up the house, innit? So... Like, I'll go outside, I'll see kids playing and everything. I'll try and play with them. And then there's this one time, they say, come. And the dogs are running about. There's this one particular dog. For the week that I was there, the two weeks that I was there, but for the week that I was in Lunge, the dog, I was feeding it. I, I was eating my fufu. I was eating my fish or whatever. When I'll be finished with it, I'll be like, you, take the remaining. Yeah, you see? Peter, look, I was doing a good thing for the animals, you know what I'm saying? But that animal, the way it turned on me, yeah, the way that dog turned on me, damn bastard dog, the way it turned on me, yeah. One day, I was like, oh, let me give it, let me give it like my chicken bones and whatever, and it bit me. It bit me right here, Nami Noku, right here, yeah. Mama had to take me inside, put um the what's it called, whatever alcohol, whatever on it. And then when I came back to London, I had to get um rabies shots and whatever. Yeah. So for me, that first experience, yeah, I was like, nah, this place is done out here. It's not for me, not for me. Then the second time I went was actually just last year, and. That time, by that time, I was 24, and I was excited. I was so excited to go. I was like, yeah, this is a bit of me, going back to Sierra Leone, you know what I'm saying? Um, I stayed in, I stayed with my auntie, one of my aunties, for the first week, washed with cold water and all of that. But I don't think I minded, you know, because it was hot. It was hot, so I didn't mind too tough. Um, and then for the second week, I was in the hotel, on by Lumbee Beach, so that was nice. That was a shout nice out the hotel. Shout out the hotel, shout out Sierra out. Palms Hotel. They oh, I was meant to stay there. I ended up staying at Radisson Blue. Oh, really? Oh, you oh, at Radisson yeah. Blue. Was it nice? That's nice as well, though, isn't it? Yeah. No, I, I think that is the reason. I think that's. That is, that is why the that is the reason why my trip was so smooth. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know what it would have been like staying with family, like you said washing with the cold water, yeah. having to, you know, it, it just would have been a different experience. Being in a luxury hotel isn't, yeah, it just isn't. Yeah, it, it would have been, yeah, it would have been yeah, different. I feel like with family, like, it's great staying with family, but I think when you have your own house, like, if your house is all built and everything, then it's yeah. great. Then it's great. Let that or a hotel. Pardon? 
I think the flexibility is better. I think with yes. your family, they have good intentions. You as well, you have good intentions, but you're not flexible. You know, certain things are not patterned, but it's nice when you have your own space. Like from that one time that I went with my mum from when we was young and we stayed with family, I think the next time I stayed with my uncle, God rest his soul as well. Like the only reason we stayed with him was because it was so easy. It was just him. Like all his mm. kids are grown and they've gone. Like it's just him and the house girl <laughs> and the house boy. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm laughing because honestly, like the memories I have, like I will never forget him. My uncle, he was so unruly. Like honestly, I he's oh my god, that guy was so unruly. Like the way he was just, he was real big man. And there was one time, yeah, there was two occasions actually when I just thought this man is not serious. He's the type of person. When he drives, if he's if you're driving bad, in front, he's he gets so irate. He'll overtake you, stop the car, and come back and say, "Where's him, Where's the room, bro? You must have drive. And it takes heart to drive in Sierra Leone, you know. Oh, what he did was cars. And do you know what? Yeah, there was one time, and the thing is, it made me laugh because the way he cuss is just such like, what are you saying, bro? Like one time, I think the houseboy in him, he's telling the houseboy to do something. I love that houseboy, by the way. Like that guy, even to this day, we're still cool, we still talk, but. I think he told him to do something and the houseboy was like, I don't know, I think he gave him a free word, yeah? And then my uncle came and he said, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? I, I, listen, I was screaming, like, real talks. I was really screaming. Mum was like, raw, like... <laughs> Sounds like my auntie. I can imagine her getting mad at people in the road. No. I <laughs> love it. I love it. it. He was so easy to live with, honestly. Like the car was there, the thing was patterned. He lived on yeah. the main road. To do to live was so easy. He let everyone come to the house. The flexibility was beautiful, but obviously mm-hmm. he passed away. So from when he's passed, my yeah. mum was like, Yeah, I don't think I can stay with other family. Not anything, but because of the crowdness and the space. Yeah. So she used to rent out guest houses. Like you know the ones with people already built up. So you just rent them out like a normal house, you get yeah. your house person whatnot and all the family would actually come and stay with us you'd, mm-hmm. you'd think yeah because we don't want to stay with you because we want to give you space no then they pack them close and they can't sit down for the <laughs> <That's two. it. laughs> then, 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 it's holiday for them too but yeah now she's finished her house so i can't even imagine what that's going to be like so yeah. yeah man it takes time i think i think for me personally when i have my own children i will take them to say learn from young okay. just so they can really be adapting to it yeah um because if my mum didn't do that, I don't think I would have been able to differentiate the two. Because really, I feel like I've been, I've had an interesting experience. I don't want to say bad because it taught me things. I've mm-hmm. had an interesting experience somewhat, not fully, because you hear some stories about other people. Then I also really, really feel like so... When I'm dead, the bruv, my skin, you see all these bags? You know, it's not there. Your skin. <laughs> when I was out there. No problem. I told, baby. My only no, problem is transport. I mean, I know they go sit on that keke. I know they do. I'm sorry. Okay, it's funny you said that. Mm-mm. It's funny you said that. So, Twiggy, in your um in your YouTube video, I saw that a lot of the time when you was travelling, you was in a keke. How was that? Because I was I'm in a keke there. all the time. <laughs> you have to remember, it was my very first time. So going on the keke was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. It was a good way for me to like, you know, sightsee, go to the market. Um, it was just, how can I say, it was scary when we were going, like, near the mountains, though. Like, near yeah. a lot of traffic. That was very scary. We were literally on the edge. And you know Keke's a little bit wobbly, isn't that stable? So I was shook. I was shook sometimes. But, but I don't know how, they know how to handle it, though. They know how to they handle it. used to it. They can go up the steepest hill. You can, they can do anything on the Keke. I don't know. I don't know how they do it, but yeah, I trust them. Did you go last year? Yeah. October. Yeah, we all went last year. It's lit. Oh, yeah, yeah. We all went last year. That's mad. I love the keke. I love it. I, I didn't like the taxis. No, yeah. I, mean, I, I like me taxis. I've never been in one. It's always, I've always had, um, always had a, a driver. But do you know what it is with that, yeah? That's just patterns. Yeah, yeah because uh-huh. my dad, when I go out there, my dad patterns me just because, yeah. like, it is... I don't mind sitting in a keke. Because I do want that experience. I think next time I go, I'm going to try that, yeah. But when you have that drive-by, it's like, all right, downstairs, okay, cool, let's go. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I just like that. They try to rip me off so many times. They try to rip me off so many times. Oh! The first two days, I was just giving out, how much? Um, um, 40,000, 40,000. Oh! 000. I was just saying, yeah, yeah. Give and me, give me <laughs> my cousin, you know, JC, they'll take yeah. advantage. <laughs> 
Listen, I tried to even change the way I spoke and then he gave me a lower price. I was like, hmm, this is, this is different. My cousin came now, she paid 2,000. And I said, what? I paid 40 the other day. Yeah. Can I, I just say, yeah, you see these kekes, bruv, right? So when I've gone now, obviously we watch Nollywood and them things. So like my sister, she had like this really big obsession. I, yeah, I don't know what her obsession is with kekes. But from when I landed in Freetown, yeah, every time I see keke, I'd say the crash na gutter. I'd say na smoke. I'd say, you me. I hold me to go and sit in a keke and then go and get, and catch Mercer by accident. Please, I beg. Like, don't, don't do it. And then... One day, because my mum, all the time my sister's like, I want my keke, I want my keke. Her, yeah, she was getting my nerves the whole trip. I want my keke, I want my keke, I want my keke, I want my keke. Every minute, like, then one day now, we've gone into, like, um Belgium, you know, like, the market. Gone into there's, a, there's a market called Belgium? That's what I was yeah. about to say, I've never... I've never... It's like an area called Belgium. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Yeah, we've gone there now, and then um she was like, oh, I want to ride keke. These times, we're not with my mum. And you see, like, me, when I go to Sevilloin, yeah, like, I like to be with my mom because she know where I go. Yeah. So I was, like, outnumbered because I was saying to them, look, no, I'm not doing it. Why don't you want to do it? You think you're better than Africa? <laughs> where I go, Sidon? Luckily, by his grace, I say you. From here to just, you see that post there? That, that's where I want to go. Don't yeah. any further than that. By his grace, nothing happened. But I swear to you, every time I saw KK, it was crashing. Or the man, they jump out, the driver's jumping out and hopping because the thing okay, don't blow somebody. up. Oh, I like bro. taxis because the engine, engine's taxi. mm-hmm. I yeah, like taxis because like I'm part of it. Do you get it? Like, I'm not sitting in a taxi with Mata and, and Banada and all them. It's just parted. you get it? Like, it's just us the whole day. But you see me, yeah? KK, not get for see me. Okada, no get for see me. No get for never. 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 My mum had a, she had an accident ever since she told me that I've never ever ever gone on one of them. Never. Oh, nah. They make money though. They make money. They do make money, yeah. I think they're bad man's on the block, you know. Have you seen them when they all land up outside the stage? Oh, <laughs> Have you ever watched a film called Biker Boys? Like they literally just lined up like oh, SL Biker Boys. I'm like, all right. Where we Batman? Only possible. Bad man on the block, spending. Listen, them man are posted up. And then do you know what makes me laugh? They get their helmets. Sometimes they go put scarf, they go put hoodie, they go put glasses. You know, it's like, are you not hot? What are you doing? Do you know, do you know what it is? It's because they want they want for mixed style, you know? They want to look, they want to look good, <laughs> innit? Oh, God, it's so funny. Mina yeah, um, <laughs> Tiggy, you also like, you know, you're talking about how was able to like meet your family for the first time yeah. when you went so what was that experience like meeting your aunties uncles cousins for the first time there do you know at first i was apprehensive just because i am so i feel like i've been so westernized and i'm so i'm just you know jesse i'm just you know me but i was worried that they won't i won't feel a part of the family if you know what i mean mm. but as soon as i met one of my aunties anyway she was just so welcoming and so happy to see me hugging me giving me money i was like auntie you don't need to give me money so no oh. no no she came from Waterloo to um what's it called to Lumley to come and see me oh, yeah, I saw, yeah. when i saw my my like my blood cousins and my and my other aunties as well they were we were just sitting there listening to what's it called um salon videos just having a chat and making fun of like my mom my auntie just just banter it was just so nice all of the things that i heard about them like i was just telling them it was just i just felt so welcome it didn't feel like a thing it just felt like i was at home which was nice that I, didn't feeling, I did not expect that yeah. You feel like you feel like if there's anywhere like for me when I go, I always feel like, you know, like I'm meant to be there. Does that do you ever feel like that? Like I don't feel like oh I gotta be a bit obviously you have to be wary everywhere you go, but yeah. I just feel really happy. I felt that last year. Oh, it's nice. It's a nice feeling, yeah. it's different. And it's you know what, it's also nice like when you come across all of these people that your mum has been talking about or that your dad has been talking about, you finally put the face to the name. Like, or like I'll, last year when I met some of my mum's my cousins that I hadn't met the first time, they were like, oh, you see you, mama. Yeah, she was like this, she was like that. And I'm looking at my mum like, yeah, all right. <laughs> you, you, yeah. You want to come act like you're, you're perfect, yeah? All right. So you cool. pictures, everyone looking good. Oh, it's cute. Yeah. It really it's is. So nice. Yeah, nice and that it honestly it really is nice. 
um yeah so as we said earlier twiggy is a beauty and lifestyle assistant for british vogue like i said this little swapping <laughs> telling you she's doing her thing there so twiggy like explain to us like how how did you like you know if you don't mind explaining like how did you get in that role and also like how did you pitch the idea to them like hey i've gone to sierra leone i want to write a feature about it for british vogue what was that conversation like in regards to um, getting into British Vogue and, and um, my career into journalism, I always wanted to be in media, but I just wasn't sure what avenue I wanted to go into. I didn't know whether I was going to be a newsreader or a, or a, um, or a, like a broadcast journalist or anything like that. But um, I literally, in regards to British Vogue, I saw the application online and I just knew that I could do the job. No, and you see the criteria. No. I'm like, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. No. But yeah, I applied and like four interviews later, I got the job and it was just like, wait, I'm actually here. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I've been there two years now. Wow. Yeah, I've been there two years now. Um, it's been an amazing journey. I have a great team. I have a really good support network in, in my office. Um, I have my black girls there and we just love each other and we're just here for each other. And in regards to um, the idea, I knew that I wanted, I was planning to go um, to Sierra Leone in July. And I was like, hold on, I really want to talk about my experience in the magazine. But of course, I am beauty and lifestyle not travel and features but um I spoke to the features director and I was like by the way I'm going to Sierra Leone soon and I'd love to talk about my experience I'm going for the first time especially um being born here but still identifying as a you know a Sierra Leonean babe um, and he was like okay we'll, we'll think about it blah blah, blah 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 went back to him um went back to him he was really open to the idea he was like go on your trip make some notes while you're out there or just or just feel the experience, come back and we'll talk about it and, and, we'll, and we'll create a plan. Came back, the experience was amazing. I was like, I really want to do this. I pitched the idea to him, told him, like we literally wrote a plan of what I was going to write. And he was like, go ahead, I'll, I'll commission you for the, for the piece. And yeah, he was like, but I want you to have your own page. So yeah, I wrote it out. They loved it, and it, yeah, and it made the, it made the um, February issue with Lupita on the cover. By the way, with Lupita on the cover, oh, no, I you know all that. of the black girl magic, yeah. So yeah, that was yeah, it was amazing just seeing the feature on the page. I was like, I can't, I can't believe this is in British Vogue because you hear about, you don't even hear about a lot of African countries in in magazines in like. I don't know, these high-end luxury magazines. But if you do hear of countries, it's mainly going to be like South Africa or, or Nigeria most of the time. And I was just like, when is Sierra Leone going to, you know, Yeah, on the map? Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, you've you done that though. So it's good. Like you start in conversations that people weren't even thinking about starting yet. Just then. Also, what more beautiful place. It was so. It, it was just nice to see it on the page. I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like this is just so beautiful! I can't believe it!" It's nice to have my words and my face on the page as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it's so important to have like people that look like you, people mm -hmm. that are you know from you know the same places that you're from in these spaces as well, because we're able to have Sierra Leone on the map. We're able to have Sierra Leone in these luxury brands because of people like Twiggy. So we really do appreciate you for that. Like, honestly, um, reading it, it felt really like, it felt really liberating because I'm like, oh, I'm from this country. Mm -hmm. I've been to this country. Twiggy's from there. She's been there as well and she's sharing this experience. She's putting Sierra Leone out there. She's letting them know that we're not just about blood diamonds as me and Fiona always say. Exactly. We are so much uh, more that. Even you guys doing this podcast, like, I feel like we're all just doing our own things to just put Sierra Leone on the map and make people know about where we're from and I don't know why they should know about us, you know? Yeah. There's so much more to us, like... We have a duty. We have a duty to put it on the map. If Because, no offence, I'm not saying other people haven't done that or they haven't tried, but the more... It's, it's become more accessible to become a bigger name and a bigger person. And if you mm. don't use your influence to help, then what are you doing? Yeah. You have a duty, you have a duty and it's sick because you're doing bits and you know, we're trying to do bits. And there's so many people like, it's, fam, I was screaming when Ashley was telling me how many people are Sierra Leone, like some of the names she was dropping, I actually yeah. screamed that. Like, I was like, you're lying. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm going through my phone or library, like music library, I'm banging out these people's music and not even knowing that they're actually from, they're part of us. So 
it's, it's our duty and it's good and it's amazing and i really hope you continue and god will bless your journey amen amen to thrive and you will continue to be exactly who he wants you to be Amen. Oh, I'm saying yes. to you guys as well, all the success, prosperity, you know, especially with what you're doing, man. I love it. I love it. For real, we're here because we got to do this. We got to help each other and get there, for real. And it's so nice. So and there's no excuses as well like I feel like the the issue with like the older generation was that you know they they you know then they backbite each other and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff but now we're a new generation we we have social media we, we're creatives we have all of these things that we're doing so it's our time to just bring everyone together one thing that I've been so happy about and so grateful for is the fact that all of you guys, including you, um, Twiggy, have been so welcoming. Like, you've been so, like, on it, like, to come on our podcast. Like, even, I'm not going to lie, like, when you said yes, I, I was like, oh, like, thank you. Because, <laughs> you know, I wasn't, I, I was, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was just thinking, wow, like, these guys are doing bits. It'll be amazing to have them on. A lot of the time when I'm reaching out to people, I'm like, yes, I want them on. I'm hoping that they say yes, but I understand people's schedules. I understand that they may be busy. But to see so many people be so, like, happy to come on, they're like, yeah, you guys are doing a good thing. This is Sierra Leonean. Mm-hmm. It just shows that we are we are for each other. It's this whole thing about, oh, black people or Africans. It's all a lie. Like, it's a lie. I was like, talking doing- about that recently. Like, that is mm-hmm. such a lie. Like, when I, when I go on Instagram and I see my, my friends' comments, this person is saying this, yes, babe, gonna buy this, yes. Mm-hmm. If you're promoting something, they're there supporting them. And that's all we do. Yeah. So that of black people not supporting each other is definitely... It's definitely attached to white supremacy. That's oh, hundred percent. Obsession. No, but I, I feel like in that sense as well. I do feel like in that sense. Yeah, I think the majority of us do support each other. But then obviously, there's always naysayers. Like it's always going to be naysayers. It's coming from a place. It's coming from somewhere. It is coming from somewhere. However, that is not the whole agenda because what you have to look at everything is half full, not half empty. Yeah. And if the majority is doing something, then really that is a representation of everyone rather than the minority. So yeah, like we need to just keep doing that. It takes platforms like this and other podcasts. Like I was so rattled when I found that there's other Sabrinian podcasts, but then that just goes to show how ignorant I am. But small, small, we learned. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, everybody's just waiting for the person to say, hey, you're from Sierra Leone, let's do something. And then it's like, yeah, let's do it. And then you do it, and it kills. So, yeah, man. We're trying to get Idris Elba on here, so if you're here listening, bro. Idris, please come. part in it, because you oh can't God, go to Sierra Leone and just, you know, do what you be doing. Like, he's obviously, we're happy to... about that. He's but what, sorry? The thing. Sorry? What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> did you go for the first time? Huh? Didn't he go for the first time last year? Yes, he did. he did. Yeah, he did. He's um. He giving, the president gave him a like an island or something. Yeah, to, like to make tourism. Yeah, that's it. And to it make um, like stuff stuff for like the media. Yeah, what make Australian media creative hub. That's it. There are a lot of creative Sierra Leoneans, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like when I was out there. Um, my friend and I, we made friends with a guy called Jeff. Jeff, shout out to Jeff. <laughs> Jeff yeah. is amazing. Like right now, they're trying to take over the, the, um, the movie industry because, of course, like we've seen with Nollywood, mo- like movie and film is, is a way for people to, I don't know, get money and, you know, um, expand tourism. Him and his team are amazing. They put their heart and soul into making these films, guys. Like, um, I'll, I'll give you the um, contact. Um, I'll give you the details afterwards. Hopefully we can put it in the bio or something like that. Thank but you. yeah, yeah Jeff and his team are amazing and they're just, they're just doing bits really. Same as us. We're trying to do our thing here and they're trying to do their thing there. And they're all can amazing. I, can I just suggest, I'll big up you. Why don't you make it Jeff? Pardon? So basically, we've got a segment that we do at the end of our episodes called Big Up You. And that's where we literally just big up um, a creative or organisation, a business that is Sierra Leonean, whether it's in Sierra Leone or anywhere in the diaspora. So yeah, that can be our Big Up You. So we'll we'll actually, we'll give that to you. That'll be the first time we've ever actually given a Big Up You to someone to basically present. So that's what we're going to do that after, definitely. 
But yeah, guys, let's just move on. So we, all three of us are black women. And again, like we've been saying, Twiggy has been doing a thing as a black woman at British Vogue. So there's one um, feature that I saw that you've done that I really, really, really liked. I liked all of them, but I love this one because it resonated with me a lot. And um, it's called 12 Cult Beauty Products That Every Black Girl Has Tried. Mm. And I saw a number of products on there that I've tried. MAC, all of them, even though that's crap for my skin. Sorry to say that. It's crap for my skin as well, but we all love it, really. Yeah, we we do. We all started off with that. But yeah, so um, talk us through that. Again, like how you pitched it. And um, if you do remember, like the list of products that you had on there, and we'll talk about it. So I don't remember how I um, how we came across the idea, but I was sitting with um, we have an intern Atta. Shout out to Atta. Atta's amazing Nigerian babe. She just yeah, she's just great. And um, Atta. <laughs> she um, we were just talking about all the beauty products that us black girls use, and we're talking about NW45, the sleek powder that was sold out everywhere. We we're just having a little bit of banner at the on the beauty desk. And the Miss Vogue editor, Naomi, was behind us. And she was like, oh, why don't you just write a piece on it? Like, this would be so interesting. I was like, oh, my gosh, why not? And then I started to um, collate all of, the, all of the top beauty products. And I was just like, this is just taking me down memory lane. Like, as I was writing, I was literally cracking up. I was like, ha, ha, ha. I was cracking up. I was asking my girls about, like, the things they've used and loved and the things they hold dear to them. And, yeah, it's just, it's just great. Beauty is amazing. Beauty is great. I'm, I'm going on an article right now. Yeah. To go through all of the individual um individual items you've really come a long way you know hmm. the makeup we use now to back yeah. then i remember how i used to do my eyebrows yeah like i literally just get these black pencils yeah and just apply them like slugs literally, just, literally that was me oh my god okay so let's go through all of them hold on yeah that's a little bit slow at the moment but you know, let's go on there. Bro, Lancome, I'm so dead. Listen, Lancome's Lancome, Lancome really did do this for my skin. Jeez, I look the best foundation ever. Are you using that now, Tuggy? Pardon? Are you using foundation now? I am using concealer. Your skin is yeah. Oh, thank you, babe. Fenty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. no, I need to get Fenty. Ooh. You know, I had 20 minutes to get ready. I just put a muscle cord. Oh, no, it's here. I got it. <laughs> but yeah, I just put Fenty on, um, dabbed a little bit into my skin just to even it out a little bit. Not too much. See that? Beauty tips, guys. Yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, oh, oh, this one here, the the Schwarzkopf. I never know how to say that properly. Schwarzkopf. Um, the Got To Be Glued Freestyling Spray. Yeah, I feel like that's, right that spray, that spray mm-hmm. is in. I still use it. Listen, that spray is great. It's amazing. It holds down the wigs. It stops you yeah. from getting embarrassed. When the wind is blowing, you feel safe and secure. It's just amazing. It's done yeah. such bits. Literally. This one isn't the most popular item there, but it is, it is great for um, hyperpigmentation and ingrown hairs, which, of course, us black women, women are more susceptible to getting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the PFB Vanish um, Chroma Bright. Okay, it, what does this do? So good. You put it on your bikini line, and when you finish shaving, it stops ingrown hairs from coming up. It stops dark marks from mm-hmm. coming. If you ever have like a pimple or a spot, just get a little bit of that on it, and it literally just reduces it overnight. It is amazing. Cool. Like, yeah, cool. it's a bit pricey, but because it, it's a roll-on thing, it will last you ages. And you ages. actually see the results, yeah? Yes, you actually see the results. I promise. I promise you actually see the results. Go on. I know you wouldn't lie to me. You wouldn't lie. You'll see loads of black girls talking about it. Americans mainly, um, mainly love it, to be honest. It's not that popular here, but everyone needs to know about it. Okay. Of course, we have Palmer's Cocoa Butter, the essential, the greatest. Oh, I, have the solid <laughs> I have to put the solid version there only because it gives you that, you know, primary school shine that you need mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, primary school shine. Primary school. Oh, primary school I'm looking like they did I'm so dead. Not primary school shine, please. I'm so dead. I had to put the Sasha Cosmetics Buttercup Powder there when everyone was trying to do Kim K, you know. Uh, we did it very well. Um, all of the YouTubers were talking about it. Everyone loved it. Um, it was great. It was great. What else is there? Mac lip liner in chestnut. Everybody's everywhere video. Everyone and their mum, literally. Mac lip liner in chestnut. <laughs> if you're not using it, listen. If you're not using everybody it, everybody and their dad, 
Yeah. <laughs> no, because up until now, until like we have, um, now we have like um, cheap cosmetics like NYX and ColourPop, mm. um, all of those type of brands, um, catering to our skin tone. Before, Chestnut was the only one. Chestnut was the only one that actually looked good on our skin and complemented our natural tone. So shout out to Mac once again. Cantu, mm -hmm. um, um, the natural edge control, you know. When you're trying to get those edges laid. <laughs> you? You're not a fan. You're not a fan. I, I feel like Kanju dries out my hair. I don't really like it. It dries out my hair. You're not a fan. I was going to say, it's not black owned, guys. And I it's found not black owned. <laughs> I found that it isn't black owned. So is Sleek. Well, no, Sleek is. I'm on Mipimo. I don't think Sleek is black owned. No, Mipimo. 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 Supermart eight, Maggie Cubes eight. Ray ain't black owned. Wait, Maggie Cubes? What? Maggie Cubes isn't black owned. It's, it's, it's all a lie. It's, it was all a lie. It was <laughs> all a lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All a lie. Wait, so what white person thought of seasoning like that, please? Sorry? No, that's what I don't believe. A black person on their team like advice. This white people have been infiltrating us. <laughs> And for chatting us, they've been sitting there for centuries. They yeah. are yeah, sitting there, listening. They don't look oh right. There's a camera. I need, there. to make a new list. I need to make a new list of black-owned beauty products for the black girls. Because oh, you know, there's your next article, fam. Listen, you that for us, I beg. So this is right now, I'm so conflicted about so many things. It's peak. I just saw your face about the cat too, and I said, this isn't going well. No, because it dries up my hair. The shampoo really gets on my nerves. Like, my hair gets so... Yeah, yeah, right. It annoys me. Because I know you're not supposed to use shampoo all the time. Yeah. yeah. But that one, that type of dry is not normal, bro. If you're doing lace frontal, if you're a lace frontal babe, like, you're doing it every day, maybe this won't be the one for you. But if you're doing it once in a while, then use it I'm all. I'm a frontal girl, but I ain't using this edge control. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so... You, are you, like go-to products now Twiggy like, now what would you suggest for all of us um oh okay. yeah actually yeah all of us black all of us bad bees that's what she's saying yeah. okay so bad, the bad bees bad bees have to start using the Kevin Aquan skin tint I was just wait, about to ooh, wait music yeah I'm with it Kevin or coin Kevin Aquan it is, just, it is just amazing. If you have great skin already, then you will absolutely love this because it kind of just, mm. it's like a second skin tinted moisturizer type of foundation. It isn't heavy at all. If you like a full coverage, um, yeah, if you like full coverage, this isn't the one for you. Don't this use is it. what I need. Yeah. If you're not full the one I need. What else am I using at the moment? Let me, let me quickly just grab my makeup box. Hold on. We're going we're gonna to put this in the description, definitely. Definitely, guys. Okay, so this is what I recommend. What do I have in here? Pat McGrath Cosmetics Lip Gloss. It's the best lip gloss ever. It will last you ages. It's a little bit on the pricier end of, of, of the stick. <laughs> but I promise you, the colours, oh, the pigment, the shine. It's just yeah. amazing. What else do I recommend? Pat McGrath. Pat McGrath. Right. Why have I heard this before? I feel like I've heard it in a movie. Or yes, Naomi Campbell is now the face of the brand. She is a black woman. This is a black-owned brand. Mm. Pat McGrath. Pat McGrath. Right. Yeah. Did you say, was that a lip product, right? Yeah, I would, like, she has loads of products. Her eyeshadow, if you wear a lot of eyeshadow, her eyeshadows are the best in the biz. But um, lip products are my fave because I'm not really an eyeshadow babe. Um, what else would I recommend? What have I got in here? You know, it's just the, the Mac, um, the Mac blusher, as we all know. The raisin. I'm using another one right now called Rosie Does It, the Glow Play Blush. It's grey. And Fenty Beauty, Fenty Beauty concealers oh, are grey. I'm not sure about the foundation. I'm not sure about the foundation personally, but I like the concealers. No, I like the foundation still. I look. I yeah. need it for you. Yeah, I do regularly. I haven't been using it off late because you know I've been broke. But when I'm broke, I use L'Oreal like a little. But concealer, babe. L'Oreal concealer is good. I use. I'm a L'Oreal person when I don't have money. When I have money, it's Fenty or Lancome. When, but you see, Fenty, Fenty is really my high, man. I look so grey when I put it on, you know, I just yeah. feel like Rihanna. But when I don't have money, I just feel like no Rihanna. So, you know. No, <laughs> no Rihanna. <laughs> yeah, those are my recommendations. 
but yeah, new article coming out about black owned, my fave black owned and beauty products because all of this Cantu news is just making me want to cry. Girl, do your research. Oh, <laughs> I trust it's you though because this your list right here is fam. Fam. Yeah. I like this article, man. Everything we use, everything we need apart from the Cantu edge. The contour one makes me laugh because I remember when I used to try contour. If you see the one black doo doo line that looked oh, on my face, I said, Wow, look at my cheekbones. I really can't talk. What are you black? <laughs> failed. I still can't do it. I still can't do it. I just, I'm just going to leave it to the YouTube girls. The fam, I don't know how them lot are contouring. The blend, 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 blend. Every day, honestly. But, um, yeah, so, guys, we've literally just given you tips. Well, not we. Twiggy has just given you tips. She's just giving you that exclusive. She's going to come out of a new, you know, new article regarding, like, products that we should be using, guys. So, we can't wait for that. Um, but, yeah, so, Twiggy, for, like, the Ceylonian girl or guy that is looking to get into the fashion beauty industry like what tips would you give them what tips will i give i would say reach out and be persistent i am not the easiest person to get through to just because i'm just yeah i'm just not the easiest person to get through to but if you if you persist and you follow up i will get back to you that's how most of our interns have come in. Do literally just send me a message. Oh, hi, Twiggy. Um, um, I have X amount of experience. You don't even need to put too much. Just put, I would, I would love to work with you and the team, blah, 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 blah. This is it. Just follow, just email and follow up. Email and follow up everyone you want to work with. It, sometimes it is that simple. When people are back in the office, calling, engaging with them on Instagram. What else can I think of? It's just about letting them know that you exist. Mm. letting them know that you exist and actually applying for the job mm. like i speak to a lot of people and they're like oh um what's it called oh i love to work here i love to work here i love to work here oh have you have you ever applied oh no i just don't think i'd get it how are you gonna get it if you haven't applied mm. oh. have faith in yourself. i would follow up with an application like before before getting the job at vogue i was thinking of ways to get in there i was thinking of just sending some cupcakes and just a little note like um oh just some cupcakes um for the team um my name's twiggy jala i'm an aspiring journalist um please do, let me know if there are any um upcoming opportunities blah blah blah, blah. even if there aren't any um, opportunities at that time a lot of people in media and a lot of white people just love cupcakes <laughs> I do remember you, you gave me the cupcakes the last time. Sometimes you just kind of have to, I don't know, just flatter someone a little bit and just think of ways of getting in there. But I would say just messaging and emailing and following up. Sometimes it may seem like you are being annoying, but if you just let them know that I am just very, I am very passionate about this. I'm very passionate about this and, and I do I do a lot to to you know work with you and support the team. Yeah. Take so what about like no go on. Yeah, I was gonna say like what about um internationally, internationally? So like someone that's maybe in Sierra Leone now, mm-hmm. like how can they is it all right for them to like contact you or do you have some sort of um international internships going on? That's the thing, because media is so, like, sometimes it is so restricted to big cities, like, I don't know, London, New York, LA, like, right now, the British Vogue is in Britain, American Vogue is in America, and it's just very limited, so I don't really have much of an expertise on that, but when it comes to remote working, it is possible for someone in another country to work for a brand or corporation, or even, even a startup from afar. Mm-hmm. especially now with coronavirus trying to um trying to um shake things up <laughs> remote um, opportunities are very 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 possible but most of the time it's just that people don't know that they're out there and again a lot of those opportunities come from dropping a message to someone saying i am very far away but this is uh, this is my experience i know i know the brand i am the brand and i can do x from far away a lot of people have indian um assistants but they are living in america I've heard of people do this just to reduce their workload, you know? So it is very possible to do that. But of course there are restrictions with, um, with um, living in Sierra Leone and working here. So yeah. Okay. But for like, let's yes, say um, maybe advice, anything like that, would that, would it be okay for maybe someone to just reach out to you? Literally my emails in my, um, my Instagram is Twiggy Jello 
um, just go there, click on message in my emails, just drop me an email and I'd reply. People send me messages and I just, for like advice on like random stuff and I just message them back. And I'm going to DM you. I hope you DM back. <laughs> you will. I'm so bad with DMs. You know what? Yeah. If you really want me, don't DM me. Like I am so bad with DMs. Email me. I'm going to email you. You better email <laughs> Email me. My emails come straight to my phone. I don't have notifications for Instagram, but I have notifications okay. for, my, for my emails. Email me. I'll email back. It's just so easy. Gmail makes it smoother. You know, it's just it's just great. Drop no, me. I have time for money, please, though. That's, that, that's one thing. No, no, I have time for money. I, I for money. I, I work at Vogue, but mm, please, the money, I'm still, I'm still climbing up there. So soon, <laughs> soon, soon I'll be able to scatter the money for everyone. But right now... <laughs> no. Soon, soon, soon. Like, on, oh, I'm, I'm really happy about this. Like, I'm really glad that we've, had to, we've made this happen. Um, but yeah, like, guys, how you feeling? Feel good? I'm feeling good. Yeah. I'm feeling really good, guys. I'm so happy. Yeah. Oh, I don't want it to end. I don't want it to end. But um, yeah, now we've got our Big Up You segment. And Twiggy, we're giving that to you, remember? So Take it away, girl. Our third host today. Yeah, Bucky <laughs> Talk. All right, let's go. So the award is going to get <laughs> award. Jeff. Here's, your, here's your prize. Here's your prize, Jeff. Your invisible prize. But Jeff, um, meeting you in Sierra Leone was one of the best things that happened um, on the entire trip. You are an inspiration to me, your friends, your community, Emil. You are just great, and I and I'm gonna support you all the way. Um, you're just great. What you're doing, you will succeed in what you do just because you are blessed. And I think you already know that already. But um, but yeah, we will speak very soon. But I just want to give a big, big up to you because Jeff, you're yeah, amazing, man. <laughs> so what, does he have any like, socials or anything like that? that you I don't, wait, hold on. Jeff, one minute his phone is here, one minute his phone is there. So his Instagram, I don't have. But I'll give it to you and then maybe we can put it in the caption. Uh, yeah, we'll put it in the caption. Yeah. yeah, this is it, guys. I'm, I'm gonna give it to you, Fee. So, Twiggy, uh-huh. what an episode! What an episode, guys! I mean, a power, Twiggy. What an episode, babe. Twiggy Chalot. No, seriously, honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've learned so much, and I feel like you know, we've all created a little friendship, a little sisterhood right here. Yeah, you know, I like this, guys. So, we all need to make sure we keep in touch. But yeah, if you want to plug your socials so people know where to contact you, find you, if they want to keep up with what you're doing. So I am on Instagram, Twiggy Jello. I'm also on YouTube. So check out my YouTube channel. I'll be uploading a lot more videos um, on there. I'm Twiggy Jello there as well. I also have a wellness channel on Instagram called Twiggy Tries. So there I talk about, I don't know, mental health, spirituality, um, how to look after yourself. Um, yeah. I talk about products as well, products that are good for your well-being. So if you're interested in that, definitely check it out. So that's Twiggy Jalo for Instagram and um, YouTube and Twiggy Tries for the wellness page on Instagram. You guys, make sure you're following all of those pages. Make sure you're following, guys. Sure you're following. Obviously, and email, don't DM. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're going to make sure that we put in the caption, email. <laughs> but she's not going to check it. Like She might, but it's just not. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, guys, obviously, you know my name, Fifi, and this is beautiful Aisha. And that wraps another episode of Buckle Talk Podcast. Thank Woo! you so much, Twiggy. Bye. Thank, Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you. Hold on, hold on.